episode 51 of the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Halkren, and this time around, brought to you by Celebration Cinema and the tweet-up that happens one week from today. What is the tweet-up? Well, it's your chance to watch all of the summer blockbuster trailers all in one spot, and then you can tweet about it. So it's the one and only time you can bring your phone into the theater and use it, and nobody's going to be mad at you. Snark is free. Uh, and we will have tons of stuff to give away. I love the tweet up. I love to see you out there. The event is absolutely positively free. Just go to celebrationcinema.com to RSVP so they know how many people are coming. But it is one week from tonight, 7 p.m. Celebration Cinema tweet up, and they present episode 51 of the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, so episode 51 comes to you from Detroit as I'm doing a keynote on recruitment this morning and uh, lots of other stuff. I'm not really sure what else I want to accomplish here today, but it will likely involve some sort of excellent food because there's lots of great food out here. And uh, then I'll uh, head back and we'll get podcasts all week long. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about last week I talked about Snapchat and their stories functionality. If you've been playing around with the story, you can put 24 hours worth of a story up and people have 24 hours to consume said story. Lots of brands are doing that. But the NHL, to kick off the playoff universe, uh, or the week of the playoffs, which was last week, they started doing it that it was geotagged. So let's say if you're in the city of Chicago, you are seeing the Blackhawks story on the NHL story on Snapchat. If you're in Detroit, Red Wings. If you're in Tampa Bay, so forth and so on. Very, very cool stuff. Now comes the report that if you've been playing around with Facebook targeting, you can now do something very similar. If you are a publisher, and the New York Times is playing around with this right now, you can post stories up on Facebook and target them not only on people who like certain things. You used to, you know, we're well, if you played with Facebook, you're well used to the they like coffee, they like shorts, they like typewriters, they like so serve them this ad. Now you can actually target it to people who have liked, let's say, for example, uh, here in Michigan. The Red Wings. If you've got somebody who likes the Red Wings, you could take a story about Red Wings hockey and direct it in their news feed so they're more likely to engage with this. This is what we talked about last year with Facebook trying to needle in and dial in on that news feed and make it a finely curated experience for every person that's unique to that person. So somebody like myself would get a lot of video games, a lot of comic books, a lot of marketing, a lot of communication and media news. Uh, all of that stuff would end up in my newsfeed, and things I'm not interested in would not show up there. The marketer in me loves this idea because you can get a very specific experience for every single user. So as you're somebody who's on Snapchat, who's consuming the Blackhawks hockey because you're in Chicago or uh, Red Wings if you're in Detroit, very cool experience. If you're on Facebook, you're getting a news feed that is curated to you. And this is something that I think TV can steal from if they wanted to. The ability to have your own curated news feed on television so you're getting the stories that you want to see in a way that you want to see it, that's the sort of news disruption that somebody needs to come along and do just like uh, Netflix did to streaming as a whole, right? You can con uh, bulk consume, you can binge watch House of Cards, you can binge watch Daredevil, which I highly recommend you do. Please, in fact, stop listening to the podcast right now and come back and binge watch uh, Daredevil and we'll talk about that because can't wait to talk about that but I'm avoiding all spoilers at this point because lots of people have not done what I've done which is uh, binge watch it because I couldn't get enough of it that said Netflix disrupted the TV and streaming model news is next to be disrupted there's so many people that complain about MSNBC and CNN and Fox News 
and whatever bias you want to put on them and how there's a bias and where that bias lies and should there be a bias or no bias and what's protected by free speech. All of those things become irrelevant with innovation. If somebody comes along and is able to do what Facebook is doing with video. If somebody can provide you with a news feed that's customizable to you on your service provider, be it DirecTV or Dish Network or Comcast or Charter or whoever it is, that's going to be something that people are very interested in. Back to the original point of the story, Facebook is doing it right now. So if you're a publisher, and let's say you're writing stories about Ed Sheeran, you can now put people in places where your content is. So if there is a fan of Ed Sheeran that is a fan of your Facebook page and you write a story about Ed Sheeran, you tag it properly in the uh, Boost Post universe and you can put it in their newsfeed where they're obviously more likely to read it because they're already a fan of Ed Sheeran. Very cool stuff. And the curation model, and I say this all the time about content, content is king, context is God, and you need to understand that people want to have experiences that are unique to them in the digital space. So Facebook creating that world where you have content and context meeting at a crossroads and you're getting a newsfeed that looks like a newsfeed you would have built for yourself if you were publishing all of it yourself, that is the sublime experience that people are looking for. That is the surprise and delight I talk about when we talk about great customer service. What is your brand doing on Facebook to do that? Do you have articles, content, or any sort of brand that can connect to that? You should take advantage of it or at least look at, look at it. Uh, the laboratory environment in the digital space is something I, I think a lot of brands get freaked out about. And this is when you hear people talk about failure. You see that all the time. Don't be afraid of failure. And failure is an important part of business. And it absolutely is. One of the things, though, that you want to make sure that you don't get locked into is the fear of it when it comes to experimentation. If what I'm saying to you sounds totally foreign and you've never boosted a post on Facebook, start there. You don't need to run your first time out trying to figure out how to run a marathon. You do it one mile at a time. You do it in a micro decision, a micro event. You don't do it all at once. So this is something you don't need to do all at once. And at some point, I really want to get in the habit of taking apart these uh, social media events and breaking them down in a way that you can kind of scale them to your expertise level. So we can start here. If this is your first time boosting a post on Facebook, just do that and just pick whatever variables you think apply to your brand and see how it does. I'd say if you're going to boost a post, video is going to do a lot better than anything else, but boosting is boosting, and I think you should get used to doing that because that's the direction that Facebook is obviously moving. It is a free service, sure, but they're not willing to give away all of the stuff to free, I should say, for the brands that are using it to connect with customers. They obviously want you to buy something from them to connect to the billions of people that they have on the network. And nobody, including myself, should blame them. So if this is your first time hearing about this, take a minute, spend $20 and mess around with boosting a post. Once you figure that out, then I would start messing around with if you are somebody who publishes content that's specific to an athlete, specific to a band, specific to a video game, specific to a political party, specific to a business universe. Like if you write uh, an interview with Gary Vaynerchuk, one of my favorites, and you were to tag it with Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'm a friend with on Facebook, that's going to show up in my newsfeed. And guess what? I'm likely going to read that. So this is something that you should start playing around with once you've played around with boosting posts, especially when it comes to Facebook. All right, back tomorrow, and uh, we will talk uh, a little bit about this some more. And I really want to get into, towards the end of the week, talking about Periscope and Meerkat and piracy. I'm very excited to talk about all of that. On the way this week, get at me on email. 
Eric, E-R-I-C, at MLive, M-L-I-V-E dot com, or on Twitter, which is my all-time favorite, at Polymath and Vine, P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H-A-N-D-V-I-N-E. Like Hollywood and Vine, but Polymath and Vine. It's really easy. Talk to you tomorrow. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Halkren.